And a warm hearted good morning. Welcome to yet another edition of Brunpunt on this lockdown Friday, COVID-19 worldwide pandemic. And no doubt you have heard enough about COVID-19. Something else that is on the rise at the moment is intimate terrorism. And that's what we're discussing this morning. Domestic abuse rises worldwide. Add another public health crisis to the toll of the new coronavirus. Mounting data suggests that domestic abuse is acting like an opportunistic infection, flourishing in the conditions created by the pandemic. There's every reason to believe that the restrictions imposed to keep the virus from spreading would have such an effect, says Marianne Hester from Bristol University, sociologist who study abusive relationships. Domestic violence goes up whenever families spend more time together such as Christmas and summer vacations, she said. Now, with families in lockdown worldwide, hotlines are lighting up with abuse reports, leaving governments trying to address a crisis that experts says they should have foreseen coming. As quarantine takes effect around the world, the kind of intimate terrorism, a term many experts prefer, for domestic violence is actually flourishing. In China, Beijing-based NGO dedicated to combating violence against women equality has seen a surge in calls to its helplines since early February. With the government lockdown cities in Hubei province, then the outbreak epicenter. In Spain, the emergency number for domestic violence received 18% more calls in the first two weeks of the lockdown than in the same period a month earlier. We've been getting some very distressing calls showing us clearly how intense psychological as well as physiological mistreatment can get when people are kept 24 hours a day together with a reduced space. On Thursday, the French police reported a nationwide spike of about 30% in domestic violence cases. Christopher Castana, the French interior minister, said he had asked officers to be on the lookout for abuse. In addition to physical abuse, which is not present in every abusive relationship, common tools of abuse includes isolation from friends, family and employment, constant surveillance, strict detailed rules for behavior and restrictions on access to such basic necessities as food, clothing and sanitary facilities. Home isolation, however vital to the fight against the pandemic, is giving still more power to the abuser. So how are we doing in South Africa? Stay with us as Brunton shines the light on intimate terrorism on our shores. Don't stay or go away. We'll be back with our respondent right after this. Well, our respondent, uh, we invited uh, to share his knowledge uh, with you, the well-known uh, Dr. Gustav Hous, life coach as well as motivational speaker here on Radio Pulpit. Gustav, thank you so much for taking the time to, to speak with us. How, how common is domestic violence, intimate terrorism, especially during this uh, lockdown period in South Africa, would you say? 
Even before lockdown, Vainant, um, <clears throat> domestic violence, or I actually like the term, um, don't like it, but it is a well-phrased term, intimate terrorism, um, was an unfortunate reality in the world. Um, but now it is actually, it is like a magnifying glass because bad things becomes bigger and good things, um, fortunately, also bigger. But um, it is people have a, a person who is prone to do domestic violence now have a captive audience, and it is terrible to be locked down with a toxic person. It is terrible to be locked down with dangerous people. So um, you can um, you can believe all the reports that that the charities report that there is more calls um, to report domestic violence than in the past. So, Gustav, in the intro to this program, we made a mention of the types of domestic violence, the the social isolation, so on and so forth. Uh, what would you say is domestic violence, and are the different types of domestic violence? Obviously, the most common one is verbal abuse, um, um, and then a variation on that one is to ignore a person. It's actually sometimes more um, violent to ignore a person because if you engage with a person, at least you recognize that person's existence. But just to ignore a person totally and kill a person with silence is also another form. Then you get the, the, the bad physical violence that you physically violate another person's body or a person's personal space. Um, then further on, another aspect of that is sexual violence. It can be rape. It can be um, sexual um, acts without other person's consent. And then there can be extreme manipulation. You can, as, as you've stated in the intro, you can withhold a person specific things. You can cut people out, cut a person, lock a person um, out of the house. So there are the scary things that people do um, that, that, that the, the types are actually so varied that the list is too long to mention. Yeah. Gustav, what role does the economy play when it comes to domestic violence, intimate terrorism? Is it a poor man's disease? Is it everybody's pandemic? Uh, what sort of a role does the economy play? <laughs> like, all, like all diseases, it doesn't have respect for rank or file or respect for your bank balance or not. Um, even whether it's in a poor household or a rich household, the, the basic um, dynamic stays the same because it's about power play. Um, in, in, in poorer households, people quarrel about the lack of resources. In richer households, people um, quarrel about the allocation of resources or the withholding of resources or the cutting a person off of the rich resources that, is, that would be available. So money always um, has a power element to it. So, um, and it can be used in a poor and a rich household as, uh, as a part of the power struggle um, in all of this. But it is, not, it is not only money causing this because the whole reason why people quarrel, if, you've got, if you feel strong in yourself, then you don't need to quarrel. Usually um, all um, quarrels and all domestic violence is not a sign of superiority. It's actually a dead giveaway that it, it, it is actually a dead giveaway of feelings of inferiority. Um, a person with feelings of inadequacy is more prone to, to get themselves um, to do acts of violence. And you get people with feelings of inadequacy in poor and in rich households. So it is, it is really interesting that most, most wars, the war of the sexes, the war of domestic violence, is very often about feelings of inferiority. It's about power play. It's about you don't accept my truth. Um, you're into my territory. I want to gain my territory back. And this is where COVID-19 um, is, is such a difficult thing because people are forced into each other's territories. 
So people people are um, irritated on each other's toes, and it can um, it can degenerate into domestic violence um, too soon. Yeah, uh, uh, probably a bit late to ask the question now because we're all under lockdown, and that's why we're doing this program. But do abusers show any potential warning signs? If I'm about to get married to somebody, uh, I know it's a bit late now. You you mentioned inferiority complexes and so on and so forth, but who can experience domestic violence then? You know, this is a very difficult thing because there is people try to put their best foot forward before they get married, and after they get married, then they show their true color. So you very often get people who's a wolf in sheep's clothes, um, and it's difficult to, to distinguish. But there are ways to to look for that, and the way is um, to to watch a person's not only a person's appearance or how nice a person smells or so on, but you must watch a person's emotional intelligence. Because um, domestic violence has everything to do with emotional intelligence and with self-image. A jealous person, you can be guaranteed that there will be trouble later in life. So just dump that person uh, sooner than later. Um, so you can get also EQ. You can, if a person is losing his temper or her temper um, a lot, um, and you must not look at um, in the situation with yourself. You must go to a person and look at how they treat other people, how they treat um, other cars on on the road, um, because um, if there is road rage, there will be home rage as well. Um, so if so, there are lots of indicators that if you just open your eyes well enough, then you will see that this person has serious anger issues. Um, and this anger issues is this inability to handle this uh, de- this chain of feeling, thinking, and action. Because if you feel threatened, this is where road rage comes. I feel threatened. Uh, I think I will do something terrible against this person. Then I act in a terrible way. And if, if that happens on the road, who says it will not only happen, will also not happen yeah. in the house. Mm. So, so that's, that's, that is the basics of it. Well, domestic violence, exactly why we're doing this program. Some would say it's probably a bit late for it now because I'm experiencing domestic violence as we speak. But when we talk about domestic violence, intimate terrorism, we normally refer to men, you know, violating women, their spouses or their children. Can men experience domestic violence as well? In other words, can women be perpetrators of domestic violence as well? Once again, um, the inability to control your emotions and to go straight from feeling to action and then in this way irresponsible violent action is not a man or male or a female thing. It is a human thing. So if you're a human being, you can resort to that. Um, uh, unfortunately, you get too many hand-picked husbands. And that is not just the person who's picked upon. You can f- get husbands that are physically being violated um, I've seen people in my consulting room with broken noses um, and um, men for that being hit by the women. And and the the sad reality that I also always see is that sometimes children is now very often bullying. Stronger children is physically um, hitting out and bullying parents, which which is a horrendous thing that is also unfortunate uh, reality. Yeah. Um, so so they have and very often if a woman falls into that trap, then you can go and look in the past. There must be serious anger issues against men, which was probably because she was on the receiving end of, of some sort of violence in the past. And in, in, instead of going for healing and allow God to touch you um, and to, to be healed from the past, people go in the natural way of, of that, I must, um, I must actually ve- get some vengeance. And yeah. you take out your anger for it. You get from another person on the person in front of you. Absolutely terrible. Gustav, what are the effects of domestic violence? 
The effects of violence is obviously, first of all, physical pain, but it is also emotional scars. And it's also sometimes, if there's no help coming, it's also sometimes spiritual scars. And it can really dent your self-image and can can break your trust in humanity and can leave you with a sense of powerlessness that you actually fall into this um, doormat or floor mat um, sort of um, um, attitude that whatever they do, they can just use me. So a spiral of violence then spirals out into a deep psychological and spiritual effect into a person's life. And, um, and if a person then cannot be empowered by new techniques than like assertiveness or getting yourself out of the situation, um, people were for the rest of their lives will suffer from these um, negative after effects. We'll, we'll talk in a moment or so about how to get out of it, if any, if uh, possible by any means. What would you say are the causes of a domestic violence? Um, is this something that comes from your childhood days because mum uh, or dad had beaten up or mum, now I'm doing the same? What would you say and what what sort of a role does alcohol play uh, when it comes to domestic violence? I've asked a lot of questions now in, in one go, but uh, what is your take on it? The causes is not only that you've that it was learned behavior because there are so many people who grew up in a situation of terrible violence and they decided exactly um, to, to go the opposite route because it is not only it is not monkey see monkey do it is monkey see monkey decide I don't I don't I want to do it and then you do it so it is it is really a question of that people um, are not you just not just a product of your circumstances and um, determinism is not part of my book and um, you are influenced by your past but not determined but some people choose to to keep this um, to perpetuate this example that they that they got um, the problem is what causes it is if there were anger left in yourself i always say if you take an orange and you put pressure on an orange uh, what comes out um, orange juice and it's it, it is not your wife making you angry or your children make you angry or somebody else making you angry it is because you've got anger inside that whatever pressure comes your way um, the anger will then um, will then get out so um, so th- this is this but this is not an excuse it is not your fault that you are the way you are um, there are so many good examples that how you can find a lost temper um, uh, I've seen so many people quarrel and then they get a telephone call from a person who wants to offer them a, a 500,000 contract and then in the middle of a fight they can just lower their voice again and say after oh, they shouted they say um, hello sir and um, yes um, can I so don't tell me that you cannot find a lost temper you can and so the, the, the whole reason why what causes it is the inability to control emotions and it is um, the inability to manage your default chain of feeling, thinking and action. And your question about alcohol, um, the only, only thing what alcohol does, it lowers your, your, um, your, let's say, normal filters. And because it then your true, your true self very often comes out because your, your rational filters that keeps you um, away from doing terrible things is then gone. And then you're just your naked, um, ugly self sometimes yeah. in so, alcohol. So you would say the government ban on alcohol at the moment uh, during uh, COVID-19 lockdown is a good thing? <laughs> Um, yes, it is. And, and I hope it reminds people that um, uh, that because unfortunately, so many people are then just focused on how can I do this? And they will make their own witblitz and try to do all sorts of bad things. But hopefully people will see how much money they have, have wasted. I've spoken the other day to a pig farmer and he said, what's the difference between a human being and a pig? And he said, it is one bottle of brandy. Wow. So. Um, 
So this this is unfortunately um, a harsh reality. Not that um, a, a tempered use of a good glass of wine with a meal um, cannot be good pairing with some food, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about naked alcohol abuse, um, which results in very often in domestic abuse. Right. We have seen it in the intro to this program, and the newspapers talks about it often. It's a worldwide pandemic. It's a worldwide phenomenon. I'm not talking COVID here. I'm talking about domestic abuse intimate uh, terrorism. The question remains, and uh, somebody listening to this program says, are you crazy? I can't leave now. I would if I could, but I can't. The question remains is, why don't they leave? Why do victims sometimes return or stay with the abuser? First of all, great sympathy with people who can't leave, and I just want to empower you and say you can leave. You have a telephone. You have a neighbor. You can um, throw a a message with a piece of paper across to uh, the the wall to another person and say please ask for help so but but the question that you're asking is a funny thing because why that in situations even without lockdown that people goes to the to the victims um, um, the victims go back to their abusers i've once seen it i was i was in my student days i was traveling through the rucksack through europe thing and I was booked in into my first um, uh, uh, youth hostel. I was booked in into Belgium, and I got a fright of terrible fright that night because I heard a man hitting a woman. It's an ugly noise from a fist. You feel a fist um, hitting a human person, and um, it was she was shouting so much. And I went to knock on the door and um, say stop this and whatever. And they obviously they they started shouting at me, and then he threw her out. And when she was out, I ran out and said, can I help you? And then she cursed me and, and she was knocking on the door to get in. And I always ask myself, why is it that a person who was just abused now knocking to get back into that terrible room? And that is because people live in what I call a codependency, emotional codependency. Because very often people don't have enough energy to, to, um, to um, handle a good normal relationship where there is conflict handling patterns in place and where you can use communication as the broom to clean out all issues and communication also to build a relationship. So they fall into because they've got not enough energy to, to do all of that. Um, they they try to 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 create sort of artificial energy because we make up and we break up when we hit each other and then we make up again and break up and it becomes a sick symbiotic situation. Um, very often the reason why people also return is that they've got physical dependency, they have nowhere to go, and very often the, the abusers cut off their financial resources resources and then then they have to go back, so they keep them actually as a slave. So financial and physical dependency is very often one of another reason why people go back to abusers and in order to help them you must help to break this dependency and empower their um, their broken self-image to get them out of that situation we'll touch on that in a moment or so uh, gustav do we know what god's word says with regards to uh, domestic violence domestic abuse uh, does the bible have any word on it now, obviously, um, obviously, there is um, our men must read women and women must read men and parents must read children, not frustrate them, but um, but guide them in a good possible way. So there is there is the basic ethics of um, of that we must treat another person and um, um, with respect. And um, and you're an ambassador for God and you cannot eat an ambassador without getting in trouble with the king who sent the ambassador. Um, but Zechariah 4 verse 6 um, says, nor by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. And this is what I, what I would like to stand on, that if you feel inadequate in yourself, you will usually resort to power. I don't see a, 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 a 
let's say it, a giant, um, resorting to violence because they feel good in themselves. It's people with a feeling of inferiority that they must resort to violence and by their might and power try to prove themselves. I've seen it too many times that, that men... Um, um, women sometimes grow past men in in in, um, in abilities and all things. I've seen that in my consulting room, and the man feels inferior, and then he would like to, with power, would like to um, to to get the women um, back into so-called her place. But I think you must remember Zechariah 4 verse 6, nor by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. You be strengthened inside yourself, find your identity in yourself, and then you don't have to prove yourself and try to, to lash out in anger to make, make sure that you feel stronger in yourself. Well, we have it in the intro to this program, the uh, French interior minister asking the police to be on the lookout for uh, abusive relationships and so on and so forth. Uh, what, what footing do we have in South Africa? Uh, what does the law say? with regards to uh, domestic violence and abuse in South Africa. Do I have any food to stand on? Um, obviously, um, you have common law and you've got specific um, specific um, laws guiding that. I'm not a lawyer, so I can't answer that with, with authority. But your basic human right is that you, you, people are not allowed to violate you. If, if people violate you physically or sexually, um, people can be set to book. And for rape, and people are being sent to prison. So, so um, there is, and especially for domestic violence and violence on women, there is a very, a very strong feeling amongst um, the legal, in the legal fraternity eternity that you will be will be brought to book so if you're in that in that sense you're the perpetrator um, be afraid be very afraid because the long arm of the law will get you and if the information gets out people will not yeah. be afraid to go and get you Gustav I want to change gears here do children experience domestic violence as well Oh, unfortunately, um, too many times. Just on the previous point, um, people can also get a legal interdict against people and also a case of um, that, that people are not, not – yeah, you can get lots, lots of legal recourse for that. But mm-hmm. for the question about children, the question about children is um, you – very often there's a book written by, by um, Susan Forward, and the title of the book was Toxic Parents. And it is terrible to be locked up with toxic parents. And toxic parents are not conducive for a child. And healthy parents create a space where a child can grow to his full potential. But a toxic parent um, is a parent who goes into verbal abuse, breaking a, a child, stealing a child's confidence. A physical abuser stealing a child's um, sort of um, um, uh, ability to assert himself and then a sexual abuser stealing a child's um, innocence. So um, these inadequate parents are unfortunately there and there are too many children and if a child is, is listening to this please rest assured there are other people out there which are not toxic. There are safe people out there. Make sure that you make contact with a safe person and not a person that will be just keep it silent and for fear of what the parents can do. But go, make sure that you go to a safe person and they will help you out to report the toxic parents to the social workers and so on. Well, it brings me to my, to, to my next question then. How can I support uh, a friend, a family member, a child perhaps who's experiencing domestic violence or a neighbor who's experiencing domestic violence? Uh, how can I support somebody like that? You know, um, the, the, the most difficult thing is usually a person's self-image is broken down so much that they don't even have the energy to assert themselves again. So the whole idea is to get the person from being allowing to be the doormat or the floor mat and um, to get into a position of asserting themselves. Um, so 
Um, so you, as a strong person from the outside, must on the inside, in the relation with that person, help to build a person's self-image, to tell them you're worth more than that. You're a child of God. You've got identity in God, and they're not allowed to do these bad things to you. Uh, then very often you must help a person to escape that reality um, because you must report it to the to the legal uh, fraternity, to the police. Um, you must, um, you must, I always say, in a situation of domestic violence, presence of mind is good, but absence of body is even better. Um, so very often you must help a person to get out of that and then report a person to, um, to the, the social workers and to people who can come and, um, in and, and look into the situation. So you must give emotional support to a person and you must give um, legal advice to a person. And if a person is in a situation of dire financial slavery, you must also get an escape route, a safe house where people can, can survive. And there are fortunate such houses um, run by charities, run by churches, um, that people can be picked picked up and be looked after once they're out of a situation of abuse. Gustav, not sure if we're preaching to the converted now, but lots of people listening to this radio program, if there's somebody abusing his spouse right now, listening to us as we do this program, what would you say to that individual? Is it even possible to change? How would you address that person right now? Obviously, it is um, it is possible to change, and the, re- the the moment the reason why you're listening for this is exactly because there's uh, there's perhaps an appointment that you have with God Himself, um, and that you have now with yourself to 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 turn from your wrong ways. Um, what I would like to to tell you is very often what you do is perhaps due to your own pain and own hurt of the past. So you're just perpetuating all of this. And won't you just try to be the, the honorable person and try to go to to a situation where you get healed of your own pain of the past and so that you do not pass it on to other people? Go and phone a, a counselor, phone a good person, go and sit with a person, have an honest moment with yourself and say, but I cannot continue like this. This is not, not a way to live. If you don't heed my call, then I would like to say, be afraid, be very afraid. Um, I personally believe um, if God, God has got a very soft spot for children, and if you mess with God's children, sexually or verbally or physically abusing them, you are in really dire straits. So don't get the wrath of God um, on you in this specific way. But also um, be also afraid of, of, of society because the truth will always come out. Um, don't you think what you can do in the dark will not come out? It will come out and it will harm you and it can end you up in prison. So change your ways um, while you still have the time. Otherwise, you will get the full force of the law and the full wrath of God on this. That's uh, speaking to the abuser, to the abused, sitting at the radio and think, I am he, I am she. What help is available? What are the resources available for the victims? And uh, maybe if you can just in closing work slowly through that, because I think there's a lot of people grabbing for pins right now. I think at, at this moment, the first person is to find a safe person that you can report this to. And through that safe person, you will be referred to to a specific, there, there are charities um, specifically focused on that. Within the Dutch Reformed Church, they have got the so-called CMR um, groups, Christelijk Maatschappelijke Raad. Um, and there are 13 of these bodies throughout South Africa that there are social workers. And, and if you report it to them, they will take it up. They will give you legal advice. But first, find a safe person and through them get connected. Um, the safe person 
don't don't make a mistake to go to a wrong person that you think is a safe person. Make 100% sure it can, be, and the safe person can be your pastor. It can be a person elsewhere. If you're in absolute dire straits, slip a piece of paper into a hand of a person in um, 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 across the wall or in in, in a, um, a convenience store where you where you see other people. If you get out of the house, or just um, ask your medical doctor. Report all these things. So um, once once you're in the right hands here, then they can advise you whether you must get out of the situation, whether you must get counseling. And in the the lighter aspects, you must be empowered with assertiveness. Assertiveness is that you do not allow the other person to do a a blitzkrieg, a terrorist attack on you, because other people would like to do it once and they want to traumatize your mind. Refuse them space in your mind, because the only person you have to fear um, in, because he is all-powerful, is God. And the perpetrator has to fear that person and, and find strength in that. But then you will be helped out of the situation with good people out there um, and make sure that you, via a safe person, get all these references. And the uh, help and advice comes from Dr. Gustav Goes, uh, who is also a marriage counselor, a life coach, and a motivational speaker right here on Radio Puppet. I've seen this firsthand in his counseling room. Gustav, thank you so much for sharing that advice. And if all else fails, you can also phone our counseling department, 012-334-1320. With that, Gustav, thank you so much for your input to this program. Um, It was an absolute pleasure, and may God help you to get um, healed and out of the situation. Well, with that being said and done, stay safe for the remainder of the lockdown, and uh, there is help out there. Till next time, keep well, God bless, and shalom.